down from his glory. Brother Tom was praying in the office. I was debating in myself what song I was going to start with and I had two in my mind and I'm like, well, I'll just see when I get up there. <laughs> Brother Tom mentioned these very words in, the, in his prayer and I just feel that we'll sing it together tonight. Down from his glory, ever living story. Down from his glory
Ah! Uh-huh. 
on the inside working toward the outside making a difference in my life it's Jesus on the inside working toward the outside making a difference in my life it's Jesus on the inside working toward the outside oh making a difference in my life. It's Jesus on the inside, working for the outside, making a difference in my life. It's the Holy Ghost on the inside, working for the outside, making a difference in my life. The Holy Ghost on the Making a difference in my life. Well, it's the word on the inside, working for the outside. Making a difference in my life. The word on the inside, working for the outside. Making a difference in my life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And I just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your word. What have I done to deserve such glory revealed in me? Thanks for that special night when I saw your glorious light. Came face to face with eternal life. Oh Lord, I thank you. And I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your word. What have I done to deserve such glory revealed in me? Thanks for that special night. When I saw your glorious light, came face to face with eternal light, oh Lord, I thank thee. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Brother Tim, could I ask you to come and lead us in prayer tonight? I haven't got any written requests, but... Really happy to see our brother Jay in our midst this evening. Just thankful that God spared him and touched him and healed him. And just want to remember each and every one that's got a need. God bless you, brother Tim.
Amen. Let's bow our heads together in prayer. If you have a need, why don't you just hold your hand before the Lord and acknowledge that, that He's the one that has the answer to your need. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, O great Creator, that we could come into Your presence like this, O God, that we could lift up praises unto Your name. Lord, that we could come with an assurance that You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, that all things are possible to them that believe. There's nothing, Lord, that what we have need of but what You have the answer for it, Lord. We are truly a needy bride. As this age goes on, as the world gets more wicked, as our bodies get more weaker, as our food gets less sustaining, as on and on it goes, oh God. But we have one assurance. We have a God who knew that it would be this way. Who's made provision, Lord. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you raise up a standard against it, no matter where it is. If there be some that be sick, Lord, may your healing virtue go to them, O God. May you touch every life. Lord, may you pour in virtue into every need. If there be those that are downcast, may you lift them up tonight. Lord, if there be those that feel bound, may every chain be broken, Father. Lord, we've come into the presence of the living God. We humble ourselves before you and say, Lord, be it unto us according to your perfect will. Lord, your word Your word has what we have need of, O God. As Brother Michael steps behind the pulpit tonight, Lord, he might be a man that has talent. He might be a man that has studied. He might be a man that has diligence. But that's not sufficient, Lord, if you don't step behind the man. Lord, we're praying that you'll just take complete control. Lord, that you'll meet out a fresh portion of your love to every son and daughter tonight. Whether it be here, whether it be out on the internet, wherever it might be, Father. May you pour out to each and every one, Lord, we pray. Bless the service now, Father, we pray. Bring us into one mind and one accord that you might have your liberty. We commit ourselves to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You can have your seats this evening. Just welcome each and every one of you this this evening, and uh, just want to welcome our brother Daryl Baxter and his wife and daughter here from Louisiana. Welcome. God bless you. <laughs> and also, uh, our brother Martin Wilson. Just wave your hand. There he is, precious brother, back from Germany, visiting us. We just appreciate you and welcome. God bless you. Amen. Just want to also say thank you for uh, praying for myself and our family as we were away back in Saskatchewan. And just uh, really appreciate all the prayers. And just also want to bring greetings from Brother Kelly Hildebrandt and in Greentall there, and we had wonderful meetings with uh, Brother Ron Spencer and uh, Brother Timothy Pruitt, Jr. Um, he made a boast over there. He yes, he did. He said he was his mom's favorite preacher. Amen. <laughs> hey, it was a, was a real special time together. And, you know, you know, if anybody of in, in the whole world, two people that had had a reason to be on a pity party... It would be Brother Ron and Brother Timothy, but 
They weren't on no pity party. They were on fire for God. And we really enjoyed the presence of the Lord. And, and uh, yeah, it was just God all the way through. So we really appreciate that. And I like to sing a song together, The Goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. Can we start with the chorus? And, and um, all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good.
Lord, we love you this evening. We worship you this evening. We bless you this evening, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. You have been so good, Lord. You're so faithful, Father. There's no one like you, oh God. Hallelujah, Father. Oh, you're long-suffering, you're patient, you're kind, you're everything that we need, oh God. Oh, we worship you tonight, Father. We worship you, oh, holy God. We bless your name, Lord. We lift up your name in praise and adoration, oh God. For you are good, Lord. There is none good but you, O oh God. In our breath, Lord, we use it to praise you, Father. Oh, blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Father. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. You are wonderful, Lord. You are the Prince of Peace, O oh God. The Everlasting Father. The Counselor, O oh God. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, O God. Oh, blessed Jesus. Blessed Jesus. Hallelujah. It's so good to worship you, Lord God. Worship you, Lord. In the good times and in the bad times, Lord. We worship you, Father. No matter what the circumstance, oh God, we worship you, Lord. For you are worthy of our praise and our glory. The glory we can give you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Let the worshipers arise as Brother Michael would come. Father, I see that you are drawing a line in the sand. I want to be standing on your side, holding your hand. Let your kingdom come, let it live in me, this is my
blessed be the name of the Lord God. The worshipers indeed are rising tonight, Lord. Lord, from this little sanctuary or from a little home, a little office, a little bedroom, a living room, somewhere tonight, your worshipers are arising tonight, oh God. Surrendering our all, laying it down in the altar, oh God. Consume it tonight, oh God. There's nothing, absolutely nothing, Lord, in the way. But Lord, only our praise and our adoration to you, oh God, tonight. We let this night be in your hands. We commit it to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, have your divine way, not the way of man, not the way, Lord, that we would think in our thoughts, but the way that you would design it, Lord. So, Lord, we commit tonight, your people, this service, Lord, the the song service that we've had. May, Lord, it have been so precious to you. May you, Lord, it's bent an ear down tonight. And you heard the voices, Lord. Your ear heard individual voices as they opened their love up, Lord, and, and appreciated you, Lord, tonight. So, Lord, we just want to commune with you. We want to fellowship with you. So would you come and be near and present tonight, Lord. May the same one that was with your prophet. Lord, that angel of the Lord, that pillar of fire, that Shekinah glory. Lord, may it descend tonight in this little tent, this little sanctuary. And in the homes of your people that stream. Lord, that's all we desire. We want that same God, Lord, here tonight. The same one that could deliver souls. The same one that could heal the wounded. Could bring blind eyes to see and deaf ears to hear. That same God, Lord. We don't serve a dead God. But that's the God we serve. So may the God of Gideon, the God of David, the God of Elijah, the God of William Branham, our God, be present tonight, we pray. Oh, Jesus, we desire a move. Lord, may this be a fresh offering of praise tonight. Lord, not just an everyday Wednesday night service, but a service, Lord, where the living God is present among us, oh God. Lord, may it not just be filling time, but Lord, that you move on hearts, oh God. Stir the lost, oh God. Save them that are in the muck and mire of sin. Jesus, may faith drop down into hearts, Lord. Lord, if they have a need in their soul, they have a need in their body, may faith so ignite them tonight, Lord. Say, that God is my God. His promises are true. And I receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless your name, Lord. Move amongst us in Jesus Christ's name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. Amen. That's why we've come tonight, saints. That he would move amongst us and deal and heal, deliver, seek, save the lost. Amen. Amen. We'll have a testimony tonight. We prayed for the saint, or I should say for Sister Anna Hope, Brother Jeremiah, for the little baby on Sunday. And maybe some have heard, but they text in and we were got the testimony on Monday. He said, at the time of prayer, things turned around. And mommy and baby are home. The baby gained weight. Amen. My goodness, at the time of prayer. My, when the saints, I know we're called to pray in different areas. Get down in earnest prayer. That's the God we serve tonight. That's the one on the scene. And so we give him all the glory and the praise for that tonight. Amen. We don't want to take any glory away from him. All right, well, we can turn our scriptures. Thank you, musicians. I'm as nervous as all get out tonight.
This doesn't change, huh? It's brutal. Maybe tonight, I don't know what the Lord has. I just pray He just gives us the words that He desires to speak. I was pondering. He said, man, I feel like I'm a bit of a shotgun notes tonight. <laughs> you know those guns that were like a big blunderbuss? You know, that kind of, you know, it's everywhere. <laughs> but uh, whatever the Lord desires, He can fine-tune that into a real fine sniper <laughs> if He so designs. So whatever it is, a big blunderbuss or a big shotgun or a sniper, He'll do it all tonight. Amen. We're going to turn to Genesis 18. I have a few scriptures that we'll read. Maybe a little bit from last time we spoke, but then moving onwards. That's why I said it might feel like a shotgun, but Lord help me. Genesis 18, verse 9. This is Abraham and Sarah. When the Lord himself came to meet him. So we'll start at verse 9. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? He said, Behold, in the tent. He said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. And now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed in herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I sure of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Imagine. Imagine he was speaking. Imagine him taking that question. Mm-mm. My goodness. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No, nothing. At the appointed time. At the time appointed, I should say, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Mm. Amen. You may be seated. I'll read a couple other scriptures as we go forward here. Brother Baxter, good to see you. Family, welcome. Send our greetings back home. You give that Michael Dexter big, big bear hug for me. <laughs> Amen. I'm just going to speak tonight this little little subject. Lord, give us liberty and on the time appointed for life. At the appointed time, Scripture says, "At the time appointed, I will return unto thee, according to the time of life." It was a prepared time. It wasn't a given date. Didn't say at this exact time, but it was an appointed time. God knew I'm going to return, and there's going to be a, there's going to be life come forth. Amen. But we're hitting Abraham here at a bit of a way forward in the story. Because Abraham had been waiting. He'd been waiting. There had been some waiting. I just want to read a couple of scriptures. If we go back to last last service, we spoke on unhindered. Unhindered, I should say. In Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, we spoke from that scripture. Wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with so many, with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. We spoke on that. Amen. I pray the cement bags are dropped. Cut off, and we kept running, amen? And the sin that so easily beset us. And let us run, and we're running. But the next part of that is with patience. (laughs) With patience, all right? So we're running, but with patience. 
Now, with patience, the race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and set down at the right hand. Amen? He endured the cross. Endure, that, that is to remain or abide, not to recede or flee. It's to preserve under misfortunes and trials, to hold fast onto one's faith. So this is the, the word endure there. And if we keep, we read a couple other scriptures. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. There's a time ahead you're going to have to endure. Or you're going to have to run with patience. But there's an appointed time. Amen. Uh, Galatians 6, 8, 9 says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall reap corruption. He that soweth to the spirit shall reap of the spirit. Or shall reap everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season. Don't be weary, but in due season, there's a time appointed somewhere up ahead. Run with patience. All right. And, and it, it actually in the Amplified says an appointed season. We shall reap if we faint not. Don't loosen. Don't relax. Our courage. All right. And don't be faint. That's really patience in this age. <laughs> Probably it's a little waxing thin. Not in Laodicea. Patience? Are you kidding me? You know, I gotta put the eight, my food on an eight second ride. It needs to be hot fast, right? You know, it's not a, hot fast enough for, you know, our coffee. It, long are the days of roasting over the fire, right? For a coffee to percolate, unless you go hunting to our hunters. But now it's Keurig, man. Boom, snap, pop, dribble, dribble, done. Coffee, now! Right? Patience. That's hard, it's against us. Run with patience! It's against everything here is against that creation of patience, you know, the virtue. People, I mean, my goodness, my brother had a road rage incident in front of his driveway just a few nights ago. and Impatient, trying to cut off, get around. Someone doesn't like that. You know, I think I'm going too slow. We'll take this. And, you know, nobody's patient anymore. And I'm pretty sure the pandemic has probably changed that. Got even worse. People are on edge. Big time. Fuses. They're like this long. There's nothing there. What do you say? And they blow up. You know, it's just, there's nothing. No wick. No patience. But you know, this patience, if we look at the word patience, you know, we think, have patience. Who knows the song? We all know the song, right? Actually, I think some of our little ones don't know that song. So we might need to teach in Sunday school. Does everybody know, have patience? We all listened to that when we were kids. Probably none of you little ones did, but I did. It was like a snail, right? No, nobody even heard. Okay, some of you nodding your head, showing my age. That's where I learned the song, but that's actually, patience ain't passive. We think patience. I'm going to sit there. I'm just going to, you know, bide my time, you know, not make any noise. Just be nice. Kind of put that Mona Lisa smile on. Mm-hmm. You know, is she, is she smiling? Is she frowning? What's she doing? That's not the patience that is in the scripture to run with patience. That's not it. It's actually the, the, the word is hupomene or in Greek. I'm no Greek, but what it's actually saying is constancy under suffering in faith and duty. Another one says is having the quality to stand facing the storm, struggling against difficulty and opposition. Or another one is active spiritual resistance against Satan, this world, and our own carnality. That's a very different run with patience than what was probably just prior in your mind 10 seconds ago. It's a very different patient that you're running with, right? So the word hupo actually means underneath or to be under something heavy. The word minnow means to stay or to abide. 
So you're abiding or staying under something that's a bit of a heavy load. It describes a resolute decision to remain in one spot. I'm blowing your mind on patience right now. That's good. But when you bring those two together and you bring the compound meaning together, it's a person who is under some type of heavy load who refuses to stray from his position. He's like, it is not happening in the face of a storm because my position is committed. I'm committed to my task. That's running with patience. Regardless of heavy, how heavy the load, how fierce the opposition, how intense the stress, how much the weight is thrown against you, this person, running with patience, looking ahead at an appointed time, a promise is ahead of him, Abraham ran with patience. Inwardly resolved that he's not going to move. Amen. He's committed, he's staying put, and he'll never surrender for any reason. That's some serious patience. That ain't no snail slowly going across the street. This is a whole nother level of patience. Amen. So we're running. When you think I'm running with patience or I need some more patience, there's your definition. <laughs> it's an active, it's an active word. Amen. So we're going to just hang, we're hanging in there, never giving up, refusing to surrender. And those in Christ have this virtue. Because we're trusting in a God that has a plan set for us. He knows each step we take. He knows the plan. He's ordained our footsteps for the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of God. And so we can stand in the face of all obstacle and run a patient race. Amen. Now, Brother Branham says, do you think the Heavenly Father will be defeated in his purpose? Even though Satan has done what he's done, he says it's an impossibility. He will not be defeated. And he's given us perfect assurance that we will not have to be scared of anything. That's why we can run in the face of danger. That's why we can commit to the cause. And we can stand in our position underneath the heavy load. Because his purpose that he's placed in your life, Brother Tim, or any of your life, it's going to come to pass. Is he scared? Is he going to be defeated? God's purpose will never be defeated. So in that, take your rest and run with patience. Knowing at the appointed time, promise will come to pass. But so often we don't really, now when we talk about promise, I just want to, we're going to tuck patience and, and running with it here, here. But when we're looking at a promise that God has, has given you and you're standing in it and you're running indeed with patience, it can get, it can get difficult because we're not seeing maybe something happening. It's just there's not, I, I see no signs. Nothing's transpiring. There's nothing there to give me some feedback that, that I'm making headway. It's not there. It's invisible. And I was pondering that a little bit. And I was thinking about the process of life. And actually the growth of human life. And what is happening. And you have no clue what's going on. Right? Like, what's going on? And so I have a little video. Just hold, just, we'll hold it there for a second. And I'll take this three minutes. Because I want you to realize, as we just go through this little message tonight, little simple Wednesday night, that regardless of what you may see or hear or what your five senses here feel, 
Something very well could be transpiring. You just have no, you don't have a sense to see it. Except your faith. Except your faith. The sixth sense. Do not rely on your emotions and your affections and your memories and your, your touch and your feeling and your hearing. All of that because you, you're going to miss the fact and the strength that you actually need knowing by faith it's actually happening. But I don't see it happening. So we're going to look at an example that this happens. So why don't you throw up the video? Yeah. All right. So we have a human cell. And it's been fertilized. And it's just split. This is just at fertilization. And now the cell is splitting. You have no clue this is happening. This is like within hours. 24 hours, actually, it begins to divide. So this has happened within 24 hours of fertilization. And every 12 to 15 hours... It continues to divide. In about five days, there's about 100 cells. You're saying, what's happening? I don't see life coming. No, what's happening? At such a microscopic level, you don't know. Here's about 100 cells, and it breaks forth from this coating and this protection it has. And these cells now break forth, and they implant themselves onto the womb. And they actually don't just plant themselves there. It actually then goes right into the lining of the membrane and now starts to grow, continue to grow. And the cells now, which called is called gastrulation. This is what's happening here. And it's going to actually now start splitting. And there's different layers of the cells that now start to grow. And one layer starts to become, you'll see in the little, little uh, video, one becomes certain aspects of the body. A third, the middle layer becomes a certain aspect of the body. And a bottom layer becomes a certain aspect of the body. Showing you here. Lungs. This is all happening, and you have no clue. You have no clue that life is in, in formation as, we, as, as, as you're living. And you're like, where's the problem? Where, where's it? But it's happening. Here now you have a teeny, teeny little, not even an embryo yet. This is his brain cells. You can see the brain is still open, and all the different cells are being formed, and they're reaching out to each other. And it's kind of now you're in organogenesis. This is, you're seeing the cells form of blood vessels as vessels and cells start going to their, their areas of what they're, what they're meant to become. Here's your heart. The little, little one's heart now beating very early in development. He's about at about, uh, four and a half weeks in or so. He's about five, a fifth of an inch long. In 30 days, he's about the size of a red current. And here's little arms now are starting to break forth and butt out from the, from the main body. Organs start to go in place and we have this teeny, teeny little aspect of a child that's being formed. It's barely even at the, at the end of about 60 days or not even an inch long and a third of an ounce in weight. Cells start to recede and where it was webbed at one time, they started to recede and now they're not webbed. The cells d- diminish in certain areas and each cell has a function to play. And this teeny little one, you say, well, he's, he's like very small. He's like this big. You have no clue no clue that this is happening that's incredible I marvel at life I marvel at it and you see something like this how on earth can someone say there's no God how on earth can someone look at that and see the form? Who tells those cells to go and be an arm? Who tells that cell to be a blood vessel and go to the brain and form the brain cells? Who gives it that intelligence? You're telling me evolution? It's garbage. It's God himself that does that. Who? Who is? What is the life 
that gives those cells that unction? God. God. Amen. And a miracle of life, it takes its time. And all the while, someone says, I don't, my mama doesn't really feel anything. And in the first 30 days, she has no clue what's really going on. But it's happening. There's an appointed time of life. It's happening even though you might not see it or feel it. But God has it ordained. And His purpose will come to pass. I want you to take that into your own situation. Say, I don't know. You have a need. And I'm not seeing it come to pass. But maybe it's just like that little one. Maybe cell upon cell. Maybe little arm cells. Maybe little liver cells. That little heart starts to pump. Life is starting to pump just a few weeks deep. And some life now is forming. And your answer is on the way. Hallelujah. Amen. All along, life is growing inside. Hallelujah. Now, Abraham, we're going to step back to our opening scripture. Abraham had been in this waiting period for a long time. Abraham's been spoke on a lot. But it's there because it's eternal. God's word is eternal. And it wouldn't matter if you spoke it. But Abraham spoke, talked about preaching on Job for a very long time. Because God's word's eternal. You could preach on Abraham every service and something would strike your soul. You could take the same scripture. But it's eternal. And so it will do something for you. Every time. So do not. Do not say, well, I've heard about Abraham over these years many times. God's got something for you. Amen. So here he was 25 years in the waiting. And it's like nothing was happening. And we're just going to walk through that. Here's 70, Gen- Abraham is 75 years old when he leaves. All right, Genesis 12. I'll make thee a great nation. And I'll bless thee. Thy name, make thy name great. This is the Lord speaking to him. And I'll bless them that bless thee and curse them that curses thee. So he's going to be a great nation here in 12. He's leaving. He leaves his family behind. He takes Lot and his and different ones in his family. Sarah, 65. Abraham, 75. It's not that they're really young. Right out of the gates. Right? We're already starting like, really? A great nation? I'm 75. That's not Abraham's response. That's not his response. Abraham staggered not at the promise, as the scriptures say. Amen? And as far as Abraham was concerned, the appointed time was now. I want you to hold on to that. If you walk out of this service and you remember only one thing, the appointed time is now. My faith is believing for now. It might be working and God has an appointed time ahead, but your faith is anchoring, Lord, this hour, this next day, this next minute. That's where my faith is. And Abraham walked with a current faith every step of the way. My, my appointed time is now. Amen. And so he ran patiently. Amen. He ran patiently. Enduring in the face of dis, you know, dismay and questions and whichever. Doubt, I'm sure, as we'll get into. Things that I'm sure were said to him. He didn't have it easy. But he ran patiently. Genesis 13. And the Lord said unto Abraham. So the Lord is speaking to him through the different chapters. And said unto Abram, after Lot had separated now. Lift up thine eyes and look to the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward for the land which thou seest I'll give to thee and thy seed forever. 
So here the promise is again, raised up in front of his face, and he's still believing. Amen. You've confirmed it again, Lord, and I'm believing it. It's today. I could have a baby in nine months from today. He was, he was believing for it. Current faith. Unhindered faith. For all the land which thou seest, to thee I will I give thee, and thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, thy seed shall also be numbered. He was getting a lofty promise. <laughs> a lofty promise. And he was drinking it in. He was drinking it in. Kept believing, amen? He continued to live. He continued to fight. Because now he had to go down. He had to go get Lot out. And what if he died? Mm-mm. I got a promise. I'm going now. Why could he take his 318 men? Because he knew I got a lot of seed coming. I've got a mighty nation that I'm promised. So guess what, Lot? I'm coming to get you and my 318 uh, trained servants. And I'm going to take the kings and annihilate them and bring, bring you back. Because he was promised a mighty nation and mighty seed. So my, he could, he could go with quite, con- with some serious confidence. Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, fear not Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Seeing I go childless. And the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born of my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he shall come forth out of thine own bowels, and shall be thine heir. Oh, thank you, Lord. He reaffirmed it again. Oh, God, where's where's the promise? It's coming. I've got an heir for you out of your own bowels. Amen, Lord. And so he kept going. Current faith again. He kept going, staggering not at the promise. It was an appointed time. Amen. Current. Always looking. So here he goes. And we hit chapter 16. Chapter 16 is where we have... Sarah saying, listen, I'm not having a child. Take Hagar. Anytime you inject your own thoughts or your own ideas into God's plan, you're going to get an Ishmael. Anytime. And it brings disruption. Oh, does it bring disruption? Never inject our own idea. Never, well, I don't know what, God promised it and Abraham staggered not at it. He didn't even know how it happened. And here Sarah now was saying, hey, just to take Hagar. It isn't going to be me. It's going to be Hagar. It's of your seed. No, that was not the perfect plan. That was not the perfect way. And here Hagar, he's 86. He's 86. Okay, we've gone like 11 years that he's been staggering not. 11 years. But Abraham says, and Sarah, even to who the promise, Sarah being a woman, which is a type of the church, gave doubt to the original program of God's promised word. You, Abraham, my husband, take unto this beautiful maid and be her husband. And God will give this seed of promise through her. And I'll take the child, bypassing one little iota to change the whole program. He said, therefore, we've got to take every word of God as thus saith the Lord. Every word of God. Don't mix it. Don't bring in man's. That's why, that's why this message came and it drew a fine, straight, dividing line. If it was the word, that's the word. If it's man's ideas, if it's on baptism, serpent seed, I don't care what it is. If there's just something a little bit off, it's an iota off and it's of the devil himself and it's there to disrupt the plan of God. 
And Sarah, thinking that God would not be able to keep all his promises true. Oh, my. I highlighted that. And Sarah, thinking that God would not be able to keep all his promise true. And so she told Abraham to take Hagar. Lord, help us not to doubt in the power of our God. She actually doubted that he couldn't fulfill that promise. My goodness. And God got a lot of issues out of it. Got an Ishmael out of that. Careful. One little aspect of our thought. Major, major mess. And you combine your direction. Think, think things going to work. The plan of God. I said, be careful. Because you might have an Ishmael on your hands. And Brother Bram says, two wives doubted the promise. He's talking about Hagar. And he goes, but what kind of man was he? The Bible said, he's speaking of Ishmael, was a wild man, lived by his bow. No man would conquer him, untamable, unconvertible, and unregenerated. He could not be tamed. And that's exactly what would happen to your own ideas or what comes out of it. It's untamable. It's unconvertible because it's, it's, it's been combined. You've mixed the word of God with your own ideas. And it's just like that. It would not be tamed and it's wild. A wild thought. And anything that's contrary, any preacher, any lay member, any church that's contrary to God's word will bring forth a wild, adulterous bunch of worldly Hollywood who can't not stay with the unadulterated word because it's not even included in the promise. That's as straight as it gets. Moral of the story, stay with the word. That's where it is. You don't want that. You do need, not need someone coming in with Sarah doubting or you coming in with the devil throwing in some thoughts, doubting the promise. No, sir, nothing, anything contrary that will bring forth an adulterous bunch of worldly Hollywood. Don't mix your ideas and water things down. Well, I think I could do that. And, and you know, it's okay to, to, to listen to these kind of things. It's okay to watch that kind of thing. It's an adulterous bunch of Hollywood. Stay away from it. Genesis 17. Again, God speaks and says, it's coming. And Abraham's got current faith. He's believing that it's coming. As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name more be called Abram. Now he's getting a name change, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And God then says about Sarah, and I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Now he's reconfirming it more. I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. All right. And so Abraham now is, is continually saying, God, helping him. Maybe he's dropping a word. It's coming. The promise is coming. You're anchored. Your faith is holding on to it. Lord, I believe you. I believe you. You've come. You've brought me this far. You've kept me this far. I'm still believing. You have a promise. My sons, my daughters, my healing, whatever it is, I believe it. I believe it. But there is going to come a point in time. An appointed time and season in Genesis 18. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. And he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And here's now Abraham. But Abraham says a hot day. It wasn't an easy time. He says perhaps a lot of complaints. Been coming in lately from the herdsmen. Grass is all gone. It's hot. Grass is dried up, land is drying up, the cattle's very thin, water supplies are about gone. It found water in the holes, but now it got so low they're trying to dig it out of the out of the ground where the water was seeping through the rocks. The cattle still didn't have enough water. And it was a tough time. And he's hearing all this. And he goes to his tent door. 
and sits down. Brother Bram says, many times we see disastrous things happening like that, especially to believers. We must bear this in our mind. It's Satan trying to block the blessing that's on the road. Glory! You see that happening, all the troubles and strife, and this is going on, and this is going on, and this is battering your mind, and you're weighed down. Oh, God, what's going on in this situation? What's happening in this situation? This is happening in my home. Oh, what, what? And he goes to his tent, and he sits down. But Abraham says he's maybe praying. And he said, just, just think. It's just Satan trying to block the blessing that's on the road. Satan was trying to tempt them to feel that they'd done wrong. Let's let's think he goes, let's he goes, let's think that Sarah, being that she'd done what she did, let's think she was kind of a little fussy that morning. I love Brother Brennan's when he goes into the details. My goodness, it's beautiful. Fussy that morning, she says, You know, Abraham, you know the supplies are getting low here. And the herdsman says the patches are all dried up and the water holes, and I think you made the wrong decision. When you chose to come up here and let Lot and Mrs. Lot and their family live down there with plenty. Why, the other day or some time ago, rather, I went to the city and Miss Lawton had one of the prettiest dresses I ever seen. It was styled by them Egyptians. And why, a camel caravan came through and she got new styles. There's just no such thing as them caravans and styles coming through here. Not up in the dry plains of memory. Don't begin her eyes on the things of this land. Right? We don't belong here. We don't belong in this life of ease and trying to make it easier on us. This is not our home. Amen? I'm just passing through. I'm not looking at the fashions of the Egyptians or the fashions of wherever in France and who, who knows who cares where. And here, Brother Bradham is just giving a little insight. He's saying, maybe you made the wrong call. Maybe this isn't where we should be. Maybe we should have gone somewhere else. It's real tough work out here trying to make a living. And he's sitting now here praying at his tent. Not an easy morning. Anybody have those kind of mornings? Sometimes they're Sunday mornings, right? Things just to get all fussy, right? Because you're coming, but there's a blessing on its way. You're coming to church. You're coming to service. And Satan's fighting you hard because he knows there's something down the road for you. Amen? Look at the spiritual realm. Don't look at this natural realm, all these difficulties. It's hard. I get it. I live there too. I'm human. I got flesh and blood. It worries our minds. But it's look up. For your redemption draweth nigh. Let's get our eyes off this land. Get our eyes off these troubles and say, God, get me out of here. <laughs> My. But she knowed. <laughs> but Abraham says, but if she just knowed, if she just knowed there was more than a caravan coming through. Oh my, if she just knowed what was coming down the way, just a little down the path around the bend that she couldn't see. She's all fussing and wondering and worrying. But down the road was something more than a caravan. There was a host of the Lord coming their way. Glory. My goodness, just around the corner could be the host of the Lord. That angel's been striving. He's been fighting against the prince of Persia. And he's coming to give you your answer. Hold on. Don't fuss it. He's coming your way. <laughs> and little old poor Abraham, faithful old brother, didn't shake him one bit. Glory. Amen. Now we don't get all fussed up. Not shaken. But Abraham says he gets in his chair, sits down. I see the old faithful servant bows his head. Maybe Sarah a little fussy, but he just let it go. And he began to think back. Now here's a, here's a, here's a little truth. Here's a nugget for you. 
And he began to think back. In the thick of the troubles, Sarah might have been all right. She was all she was right. The herds were having issues. The grass was drying up. There wasn't this wasn't false stuff. But it wasn't shaking Abraham. It won't shake sons and daughters of God. That's what the word comes for to gird us up. And he says, Abraham says, he began to think back. How many great blessings God has given me. He started to encourage himself in what God has done for him. You get in that moment and all that fussing and all the issues of life. You just take a step back. You take your seat. You put it by your doorway. You sit down and don't you get on it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's brutal. How do, how are we going to get through that? You sit down and say, wow. All the goodness God has done for me. All the blessings he's given me. Look at my home. He saved me. He's kept me. Back there he healed me. Back there he delivered me. Here he delivered my son. Here he healed my wife. That's what he pondered on. There he led me. There he provided my herds with when I was in need. That's what Abraham pondered on. Oh, the blessings of the Lord. Amen. And here as he's doing that, as he's in his mind, he's worshiping and he's praising the Lord in his thoughts. And he's encouraging himself in what God has done for him. And here he looks up and lifts up his eyes. And who is coming his way? Lo, three men coming down. And when he saw them, look at the thoughts he was in. He was already in an atmosphere. He was already in the presence of God. So when he looked up and he saw God himself coming down the pathway with two mighty angels, he ran forward. And what did he do? The scripture says he ran to meet them from the tent and bowed himself on the ground and worshipped him. Glory! When you're in that situation, then you pondering what God has been doing. Get up then and run to him and worship him first. Hallelujah. Bow down to the crown. Say, oh God, I'm needy, but you are the great one. Set my knees aside. Put them behind me. At first, I'm going to give you the praise. At first and foremost, I'm going to honor you for you're the king of glory. You're the great I am. You're the rose of Sharon. Oh God, I adore you. And that's where Abraham went. That's how his encounter began was in worship when God came his way. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, he said, my Lord, my Lord, if I found favor in thy sight, pass not away. Oh, cleave to his feet. God, don't go past me. Don't just come and come by and say, hi, Abraham. Oh, God. He said, pass not away. Oh, my. I say, if you reach out tonight. God, come and buy your way tonight. Say, I need to, I've come out. I'm running from my tent. I'm running from my door. God is coming by. There's an appointed time for me. Fall down at his feet tonight and say, God, don't pass me by. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is your time. Hallelujah. And now the promise is drawing nigh to Abraham. The promise is drawing nigh. He's been holding his faith. He's been steadfast this whole time. But little does he know. Like that mama knew, didn't know. Something was growing inside of her. Cell upon cell. But there's now coming a time. Some, it's very near to where he's going to feel it. Hallelujah. Is anything too hard for God? Oh, sir. Now the promise comes once more. 
And Abraham worships him. Worships the Lord. Communes with him. Breaks bread. Brings a calf. Bakes some cakes. And they commune around the fire. And this is in our opening scripture. God then says again. The promise once more. But now it's a little more detail. Now it's a little more detail. At the time appointed. I will return unto thee. According to the time of life. So it's now narrowed down a little bit. It's not just out there. But now at the time appointed. All right, Lord, you have an appointed time. Okay, at the, at the time of life. And so now Abraham, is, he's now, he's, his faith is rising up a little bit more now. And the promise to him has come. And the appointed time was right around the corner. Right around the corner. You know, there's a right place and a right time. And as we said, don't settle for Ishmael. We need Isaac. Wrong place, wrong time. Right? Wrong time, and wrong person. Hagar. Wrong time. But here we had Abraham with Hagar. It was actually the right seed, but it was the wrong place. It was the wrong womb at the wrong time. Abraham with Sarah. All past. Right seed. Right womb. Wrong time. There was an appointed time for appointed season. Don't rush God's plan. Just stay in it. Abraham stayed in it. He staggered not. He was running patiently. But then the appointed time came to pass. Amen. Everything now was in place for the promise to now move forward. Amen. And they patiently, they were enduring. But now, now the appointed time, life was now coming forth. Hallelujah. There's an appointed time that God has. And, and your faith, may it be so fervently anchored that it could be the next day. It could be the next hour. And there Abraham at some point then, oh, we'll get to it here. We won't get ahead of ourselves. I'm going to ask you, do you think Abraham had mind battles? All right. So now when you sing, Father Abraham had many, Abraham staggered not for 20 years. He had mind battles too. Just like you do. He was 99 when this moment happened. He was 86 or so with Ishmael. And from 86 to 99 with Ishmael, my goodness, I can only imagine how he must have kicked himself. Man, goodness, what did it do? How often would he have felt the condemnation? You just got outside of the promises. Satan would come there and hit him and hit him hard. You think that happened? Happens to you? It happened to him. But he ran patiently. He staggered not at the promise. Of course Satan's going to come. Of course he's going to try to put condemnation on you. Of course he's going to throw the thoughts on you. But stagger not. Oh my. My goodness. What do you think his camp was saying all about it? He's been saying he's a father of many nations. He's been holding the promise in front of him. And here, the, what do you think the camp has said? Well, now you have an Ishmael here and... Who's leading you, Abraham? You know, it's been like 15, 16 years. And you got an Ishmael and all the chitter-chatter. Come on. What a mistake he made. Put it in your circles. You know the chatter. You know what's in your mind. You know, you know, you know what you live through. But Abraham says, speaking about Abraham, when he had come out from amongst the people, 
He says, think of it, doubters, unbelievers, they'll, they'll have you in the same fix. Come out and separate yourself. He said, leave all your conscience and your senses behind like that. Open your mind and remember me. Come live with me. Speaking with Abraham coming out. But he goes, God's calling Abraham, every seed of Abraham this morning to the same kind of life. Great battle is on now worldwide. God wants his children separating themselves from what? See, taste, smell, hear, imaginations, conscience, memories, reasons, affections, everything. Set it aside. Abraham had to set it aside. Whatever that is, I'm staying in the promise. God has promised that I might have, he might have made a hiccup there, but he didn't waver from it. He says, I'm moving on from it. I'm running patiently now. You know, faith has no hindrances. I read this quote last service. But Abraham says, faith holds on. Faith holds it. It wields it, he says. Now, you may not be strong enough, he says, that arm of faith to cut a hole all the way. Somebody might have some big, great, big, large faith. And, just whack! and there's a big hole in, this, in, in the situation. He goes, but he goes all and walk through it. Some can. He goes, but just keep punching. <laughs> just keep punching. You might be able to wield some big, strong arm and whack it and make a big hole. But give it a speed bag. And that... Beat by beat, you're gonna keep put, you're gonna put a little hole in there. You just give the devil, make him a speed bag, hang him right there, hang him in, hang his doubt right in front of you. Every morning, get into prayer, get your faith going. You might not have the big monster arm, whap, but you might have enough little faith to rattle that speed bag, rattle that devil. Amen. But without faith, it doesn't say without great faith. It just says without faith. You got mustard seed faith, that's all you need to move mountains. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Amen? You ain't coming to Him on your affection or on your imagination. You come to Him on faith in His Word. Amen? Well, I don't feel good today. Feelings? Mm -mm. That's not how we're coming. It's a hindrance. I tried, but it just didn't work out. I, you know, I tried and never nothing happened. Memory, cast it aside. Well, what if it just doesn't happen this time? And this and this could happen. Imagination, cast it aside. Amen. If he doesn't agree with the word, get rid of it. Abraham had to do the same thing. I'm sure he had a whole lot of doubts. He had a whole lot of opportunities for people to give him some reasons too. But he had to set it aside. I'm seeking a city whose builder maker is God. He's making me a mighty nation. God spoke to him. God speak to you. Anchor on it. Mine, may your faith rise. I was thinking, and we mentioned again, but I just wanted to ponder it. Just mention it. This service as well. Thinking of that little lady who came before Jesus. But Abraham says she had many hindrances. This little Greek woman. And faith, and, but her faith didn't have any. As we said, faith don't have hindrances. Nothing can hinder faith. Lots of things can be hindered. You can be shaken away with, at your memory and it can rattle. But faith is not rattleable. It, I don't care what Abraham says. Don't care what anybody else says. Nothing hinders it. Let, let's see, he says, some of these mites that could have happened to her. She was a Greek. Not even a Jew. And you can imagine, she would have been very scorned. Scorned in the crowd. What is she even doing there? She, she would have been a misfit in that area, being a Greek, in, that, in the Jewish crowd. But Abraham says, but even when she got there, Jesus said, I'm not even sent to your race. 
apostles, but Abraham's words. I'm not even sent to your race. And besides they, that they are nothing but a bunch of dogs. Oh my. Come on, dude. I know we've read the scripture. You've read the story. But dear goodness, put yourself in the shoes and put your personality there. Put you, put you there and say, you're a dog and I'm not even coming to your race. In this day and age, that should hit home. Come on now. But nothing. Your feelings, your affections, your ideas of what the culture aspects of the day. It don't care what it is. Her faith is what was unhinderable. Oh my, what would have that have done? What would you have done? Ask yourself that and be honest. Somebody snubbed. Why, if you don't even get prayed for the first night, you claim you ain't coming back no more. This is Brother Branham saying that. Oh, if I don't get prayed for, fine then. Then you got faith, he says? Yeah. Now remember, this tape goes all over the world. I'm just not pointing my finger here. I'm pointing it everywhere, he says. No, he says, no, you can't even sit and and listen to the meeting through. You see? Yeah, I got faith. And you can't even sit through a meeting. Oh, I got lots of faith. Mm -mm. This is your prophet. What if she had stopped? What if she hadn't pressed? What if she had, if she hadn't, what if she hadn't worked to the crowds? As we said in the scripture from last service, you ran well, but what hindered you as we were speaking? But she didn't. She was running with patience. It didn't really matter what the obstacle was. She had that stick to It was her faith that was unhinderable. Like Abraham who said, there's a time appointed for me and I'm pressing in it with my faith and I'm going to go forward. I don't really care what he calls me. I don't care if I'm a Greek. I don't go to your race. All she cared, she said, Lord. Yay, Lord. But even the dogs get the crumbs. Is that your faith tonight? I just need a crumb, God. I don't really care about the situation, but my faith is reaching. Well, I'm going to be people going to call you names if you follow him. But Abraham goes on. He says, oh, well, you, you go to that church. Your family's going to leave you. Oh, I follow that. You follow that man, Jesus, and mock you and scorn you. Nothing. Nothing hindered her. She could have been the only Greek there. And that was, and probably was. But there she was pressing through it all with patient faith reaching through and obtaining the promise. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to have to gird up my loins for this next part. Because I either go by really fast or we shut her down. (laughs) Lord help me. I'll just... Come to a, work our way to a close here. Wow. I love his word. It goes by too fast up here. I sure hope it's not dragging down there. <laughs> glory, glory. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 9, 6. said a virgin shall conceive. And it sat there for a long time. Dormant. Nothing was happening. So it seemed. Nothing was happening. But waiting for an appointed time when that word that was spoken by a prophet would land on the correct bedding ground. It went forth through time. And there had to be a seed of this person and that person. It just wasn't quite right. So God was guiding the lineages. Guiding where it was. He had a purpose in mind. He had an appointed time. I'll tell you what he had an appointed time. He had an appointed time for life. 
Jesus Christ was to come on the scene in flesh. And he's like, I got to work this out. I've spoken my word, but there's somebody that's going to receive it with a, with a bedding ground of faith that's going to believe exactly what I've said. Amen. And Mary received that word into her womb. But Abraham speaks about into her virgin mind, into her womb, and received it first in her mind and believed it. And then it started to work inside of her. Amen? Brings forth. And what did it bring forth? But it brought forth Christ. But Abraham says, Mary, by no relationship at all, but believed the promised word when she was a virgin, knowing no man. And the angel of the Lord met her. Hail Mary, blessed art thou amongst the women, for God is with thee. And she's like, how are these things? How shall these things be? Shepherd said she was actually troubled. Troubled. My goodness. She said, an angel of the Lord said, the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. It had never been done in the ages. This wasn't like, well, you know, I can see it happened before there. You know, oh, so-and-so was healed of cancer there. And so I can point back and draw strength from that. No, no, it had never happened before. She was believing something that was completely undone. It was ne- never transpired. A virgin shall conceive? Never done in the ages. But Mary believed God. Amen. Mary believed God. And she said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Amen. He said, but here. She's asked to believe that a contribution to the faith that was in Abraham who believed the impossible, as long as God said so, that makes it right. Glory. The appointed time for life was now coming. Amen. But it needed a vessel. It needed a vessel that could believe the impossible. God needs a vessel that will believe the impossible. I don't have time to go through it. But there is an appointed time. There is a word that came down the ages. And God is looking for a virgin bride that will receive his word. Because the Eve fell and doubted. And Sarah and Hagar and all the types through. But God said there will be a bride at an appointed time. My goodness. Who's that? It's a people that can receive the impossible. And believe it. Well, you know, Satan, they'll all laugh at you. Mm-hmm. Little rosy-cheeked girl. They'll all laugh at you say, oh, yeah, you're the bride. You're going to be in a rapture. You're going to be the spoken word. Who's the original seed? Uh-huh. That's exactly who I am. Oh, but they'll all laugh at you. Mm, it don't really matter. I ain't paying no attention to it. I don't have any plan to stay here. Right. And up in Judea, she went, you know, I'm going to have a baby. And before she left, felt anything. Before she felt anything. That was happening. The womb was being stirred. The Holy Ghost had planted a seed and an egg of the Holy Ghost. And it was starting to move and she didn't feel a thing. I'm having a baby. Because the word had already been set there. You are foreordained before the foundation of the world. There's a seed inside of you. It's been there pre-planned. And when the word of the hour came across your path, it ignited something. And it started to work. It started to grow. So I don't feel nothing. You might have been in the pits of sin. And then someone dropped a book or someone spoke something. And something started to grow. Life started to grow. Started to manifest. And at some point, it started. you started to see it. Amen. Glory. Amen, Brother Reed. Yes, sir. That's where we are today. Lord, be it unto me.
according to your word. Oh, my brother Bram says, I don't care what I'm called. Has nothing to do with it. Oh, if people could really from your heart, all of us could say, see, be it unto me according to thy word. That's a big line. Oh, Mary said, be it according to me. She was walking out of there going to be scorned and ridiculed for the rest of her life. Mm-mm. It wasn't like today where someone has a illegitimate child. People don't even bat an eye. It wasn't so then. Death, death, be it unto me according to your will. Put yourself there. Death, I could be stoned. Be it unto me. I don't know. He just told me that, that he, I would conceive of the Holy Ghost. It's his word. It's his. Gabriel came and spoke to her. My goodness, be it unto me. You say, well, if I had an angel like Gabriel, the mighty angel, the son of man, revealed through a son of man, came and spoke to you and me. Yes, sir. Be it unto me according to thy word, O God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are not in the dormant years of Isaiah 9, 6 to Mary's day. As it was in the days of Lot, was spoken the scriptures. As it was in the days of Noah, was spoken the scriptures. We aren't at the beginning of Isaiah 9, 6 where it was 400 years until Mary... We are at the revealing of the Son of Man. He has been revealed. We are here at this day. It isn't dormant anymore. It hasn't been sitting there for hundreds of years. We're at a very different time. I wrote newsflash. It ain't dormant. This isn't dormant seed. Oh, sir. Because when Elohim appeared, the promise was moments away. When Elohim came before Abraham, it was just around the corner. In fact, what happened, we talk a lot about Abraham and him staggering not at the promise. But I want to tell you, I can just imagine what would have happened when Elohim left. Sodom was burned. But guess what was happening up on the plains of Mamre? A little tinkling started happening in Sarah. About 30 days hence. Uh, I'm feeling a little different. You are? Uh, uh-huh. Things started to change. I can imagine the next nine months were pure joy in that, in that tent, in that camp. Abraham was moving around. Oh, ha, ha. I believed him. And there's the promise. It was growing. It was growing a little bit more. It was growing every day. And he was, re- I, come on, there was a lot of rejoicing as the word was manifesting itself. And there's the same amount of rejoicing because this day, when this word has been revealed to this hour, it's growing and manifesting at harvest time. There's a maturing going on. And the word of God, the seed has entered the womb of a virgin bride and it's manifesting time. Hallelujah. It's happening inside of you, saints. God is being manifested through his bride in this last day. The song we've caught the revelation. Amen. What? To produce the word, the pure word of God. Hallelujah. This is the appointed time for life. God's word has manifested itself in this day. 
And he's given us everything we need. Every promise in the book is ours. It's been manifested before us. It's been shown before us. The same God that Abraham that brought forth seed. The same God. Oh my, I was thinking and I had in my notes of Georgie Carter. How she waited for nine years and six months. And Brother Brandon went through that poor little thing. She said was ravished at a piano lesson. My goodness. And here she went and got TB and was in a bed for nine years. But there was an appointed time. There was a time when God was coming back on the scene for her. She was praying and desired, I want to be baptized. I want to be baptized, that little girl named Nail. And here she was, God moved on a prophet. And here she came, came at the appointed time. Oh my. May that be here tonight, say, Lord, I am crying out. I have a need in my soul. I have a need in my body. I don't care what it is, but Lord Jesus is here on the scene. I pray, oh God, the same pillar of fire that was there back in Brother Branham's day, that's here in this day, in every church, message church. He's the same God. May he be present here today. Oh my, the time has come, saints. Brother Branham says, Gospel preacher this morning, I believe the Holy Ghost speaking through mortal lips today of anointed ministers are speaking. The time has come. Time is here. And omnipotence, the all-powerful, is answering. The miraculous is taking place. It has to. We're at the junction. We're at the junction. The time is here. Don't just sit still and say, well, you know, maybe it's not today. It's today. The time is now. The time for life. Brother Alex, for Matthew, the time is here. It's life. Amen. Yes, sir. I believe for every prodigal, every one of your sons and daughters that are not here, the time is now. If not now, when? When? God's word has been revealed. If we are saying we are the word bride made manifest, that word inside of us is manifesting. Speak the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Let's not miss our moment like Sarah, who was back there and missing what God was doing and right in front of her. Can I have a baby? I feel, I mean, I'm old. And here was Elohim himself saying, you're going to have a son. Don't miss him as he walks into your room, as he walks into the sanctuary and say, you're going to have what you need. I say the appointed time is now. Hallelujah. Glory. Musicians, why don't you come? Saints of God, you have what on your heart. You rise and claim it tonight. I don't come to Wednesday night. I don't come to Sunday morning just to sit around and listen to some preacher speak loudly. I pray that God comes and he speaks something to your heart. You've been holding it there. Lord, I've had a promise. Lord, I've been holding on to something. I've been holding on to my kids. I've been holding on to my healing. I say, stagger not like Abraham, for the appointed time has come. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, tonight, Holy Spirit, move amongst us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God. Brother Bram says, oh, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. God, help us wake up. The day of visitation is here. 
you say, God, don't send angels no more. He says, the Holy Spirit is that angel. He says, the Holy Spirit is that person. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, he, the Holy Ghost, when he comes, he'll do the works that he did. He'll be in us, even with us. He would bring things to our remembrance that he taught us and would show us things to come. The works that I do, ye shall do also. That's the time he says we're living in. We're living in that time. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Jesus, 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 what have you desire from us tonight, Lord? What have you desire for us tonight, Lord Jesus? Oh, that life, he says, a life, you cannot hide life. If there's something in your soul, there's something deep down, you can't put concrete on it, that little blade of grass, because when the S-O-N of God starts to shine down, there's something starts to bubble up. He says, you cannot hide it. Hallelujah, if that seed inside of you, when it comes in contact with the S-O-N, he says, and it starts to burst forth like that little living, breathing cells. Those cells start to compound, and the Son of God, His Word goes on top of it, and it starts to grow and burst forth. Oh, may the promise of God so strike your soul tonight. May it become a reality that your faith anchors on the promise of God. Help us, oh God. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's be like Mary. Lord Jesus, be it unto me. According to your word, O God. I don't, Lord, whatever you have of me, whatever you desire, whatever I lay it down tonight at the altar. Lord God, I, you might not, I don't know your situation, but he knows your situation. I don't know what you're needing, Sister Ella. I, my mind is pure on you all, all the time. I'm saying, Lord, when is the time? We're holding the promise before us. Brother Milka, we're holding the promise before us. The appointed time of life is come, oh God. Give us the faith that can rise up and claim it, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. It's already done. Let's just sing that now together. Let's worship Him. It's already done. That's what Abraham would have sang. I could hear him singing it as he walked through the different pathways that God had led him in. And he'd just be saying, it's already done. The promise is here. My family is sealed. I have a son already. It's already done. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure that song and those words were anchored in his heart. He could come back and say, there was an appointed time where it came to pass. Hold on a little while longer. Let's sing it now. Oh. It's already done. Oh, it's, it's already done. Oh, the battle is over. The victory is won. It's already done. Oh, it's already. Claim it tonight. Oh, it's awesome. 
Sister to sister, brother to brother, I want you to just put your arms and we're just going to bind our hearts together. You're going to pray and I'm going to pray. We're a praying church, saints, and prayer changes things. If we need to speed bag the devil tonight, we're going to start it right here, right now. And some of you might have great faith. Some of you might have mustard seed faith. But all that faith, it don't matter what the size, will defeat the enemy anytime, any place, and anywhere. We're going to come before the throne of grace tonight. We've heard about one of Abraham. We've heard about a little Greek woman that touched the throne, the hem of God's garment, even in the, in whatever she was scorned and spoken to, but it was unhindered. Heavenly Father, tonight, Lord, we're coming on the basis of your word. Lord, we've spoke tonight what you've laid on our heart, and our heart, Lord, has been burdened. Lord, that life would come forth. Our heart has been burdened. Lord, that they are appointed time for life. Oh, God, you know in my heart, Lord, different ones, Lord, that are needing, they're needing the birth. They're needing life to come forth in their womb tonight, oh, God. Lord, that's so present and so in my heart. We have natural birth that is needed. We need conception, oh, God, to come and happen. Lord, would you come now and bring life, oh, God, to these ones. Lord, that spiritually, we're calling on you, oh, God. We got families that are in need. We got sons and daughters. We got wives and husbands, oh God. We're calling on you. The same faith that Abraham had that staggered not at the promise, Lord Jesus, that you would come and anchor something. Lord, a steadfast, 
unstaggering, Lord, faith that we can believe, Lord. Bring them home, Lord Jesus. Even tonight, one was in our parking lot, Lord, that's been on our board, Lord, many weeks ago. Lord, he made it to the parking lot. I don't know if he made it in a sanctuary, but oh God, may his next footstep, may it go from the parking lot, may it come into the sanctuary, oh God. Draw them home, Lord. Send your angel, oh God, and say, get up and get back to your father's house. Heavenly Father, Abraham staggered not, oh God, as we've said. Satan would have come, I'm sure, many days, every day, day in and day out. Lord, if Satan's going to come day in and day out and try to rattle the parents, try and rattle the sisters, try and rattle the daughters. But, oh God, may they go forth from this night. May, Lord, their faith be so anchored. May they run with patience. May they run, Lord, oh God, in the face of danger, in the face of adversity. Lord, they will not give up. They will not surrender. Lord, that's the race they will run. Let us run, oh God, with patience. Heavenly Father, hear your prayers tonight, oh God. Hear the agony of the hearts of your parents and their loved ones, Lord. Oh God, where where can we go if Peter was asked, will you go also? Lord, where we can go? There's nowhere to go. You alone have the words of eternal life. You alone have the answer to our need. You alone, oh God, can heal us. You alone can save us. You alone can deliver us, oh God. The impossible situations as the different ones were put on the board on Monday night. And Lord, I looked at the long list. Lord, the board was from top to bottom with names. Top to bottom with needs. Oh God, if we didn't have a God like you, Lord, it would seem so ins- it would seem insanity, oh God. But it's not. It's not insanity. It might look that way to the world. But our faith is anchored on promises that are sure and amen on the scriptures you've given us, oh God. Hallelujah. Oh God, move amongst us, Lord. Move amongst your people. Stir up their faith, Lord. Oh, that our lips could reach out. Oh, I was listening to your prophet. Lord, he was just speaking to the people. And Lord, he said that. And Lord, your Holy Spirit started to stir. The Holy Ghost started to fall. Lord, the people started to cry out. He said, that's it. There he is. Oh, God, that we would not sit back. We would not, Lord, keep our mouths shut. But we cry out. Cry out to you, oh, God. Bring you down from heaven. Ramparts of glory, Lord. And meet the needs of your people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, oh God. Yes, Lord. Oh, inspire the hearts, Lord. Inspire our prayers, Lord. May we say the right thing, Sister Hattie, right, Lord. The right thing in the presence of God. Oh, and all the needs are our hearts desired would be answered oh God hallelujah 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 blessed be your name Lord yes oh God worthy Lord Jesus we can have a prayer meeting saints we can get to unite our faith together tonight oh my if we can get our faith two can send a thousand one can send a thousand and two ten thousand Imagine what's happening in that spiritual realm tonight. I was thinking Brother Brian was speaking about a child with epilepsy on the platform. And he was saying, everybody bow your heads. 
Oh God. And he took that child and he bled and he prayed for him. Lord, and he tapped that demon out of him. He said, keep her head back. I don't know where he's going to go. But Lord, he cast him out in a simple prayer of faith. And that devil was cast out of the building. Oh God, we have demons of epilepsy that are keeping our children. Lord, we're thinking of Noah Motley. We're thinking of the Bonnie family. Oh God, tonight may that same one that stood by a prophet, Lord, be the same one that will go to those homes tonight. Go to the island, oh God. Lord, you are the same God. If you can deliver that little boy. Lord, on the same basis of faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, demon of epilepsy, we stand against you by the power of God, by the authority he's given his people. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We curse you back to the pits of hell where you come from. Loose them in Jesus Christ's name. Oh God, that you free them. Lord, may their home be changed. Oh, God, we're standing on the promises of God this night, Lord, taking you at your word. We're not just, Lord, we want to be doers of your word, not just hearers, oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Sweep us into your presence, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory. Yes, oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, worthy one. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Sweep through our congregation, Lord. Break the barriers, oh God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just sing, my Redeemer's faithful and true.
Heavenly Father, you are so faithful. I love this song, Lord. What inspired words. Everything he has said, he will do. Thankful that your mercies are new every morning, Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray, Lord, tonight you go with your people. Lord, may their heart, Lord, be burning as they go out of these doors. Your presence would go with them. Lord, may their faith, Lord, be anchored in the promise. Lord Jesus, may they know, Lord, that the time, the appointed time for life, Lord, has come. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. And may they walk in that, Lord Jesus. The promise, Lord, is sure. And amen, Lord. Lord, those that need to go, Lord, take, go with them. Those that wish to linger in your presence, Lord, those that are at home, may this presence, Lord, be there as well as they've worshipped, as they've praised you. And Lord, we commit this evening and the remaining of our week into your hands, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. Lord, go with you tonight. Linger if you desire. Pray, worship. If you must go home, may he go with you. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.